Hey gang, to the R&R faithful, welcome back for another case. And to anyone who's new to the channel, welcome. I'm one of your new co-hosts, Colton Lewis. As a quick intro, I'm a new in practice, family practice anesthetist who has worked and trained in a variety of Fort St. Nowhere locations. And I'm looking forward to bringing you some more cases of acute rural and remote resuscitation. Without further ado, let's dive into our first case. So I'm in our emergency department and it's a medium paced day. Got one longer workup on the go, two shorter cases that I'm just finishing up and I get a phone call from a fellow Fort St. Nowhere hospital. Due to limited space amongst hospitals, they're looking to transfer a patient to me with a cellulitis who's going to need some monitoring and inpatient antibiotics for the next couple of days. I chatted with them back and forth asking some typical questions. He asked the usual red flag questions with any concerns they have ongoing, medications and treatments they've already been on, then said sure we can take them. A discussion occurred with the team and I said they should probably bring them by the ER for two reasons. One is to see them before they are lost to the ward and I may not be able to get to them for a couple of hours. And two, my spidey senses were peaked a little bit as they had received morphine overnight, which is not quite typical for a normal cellulitis. As I go further on about my day, a couple hours later they drop the patient off in the ER bed and it's about 10 minutes before I get to them. As I slide back the curtain I see a late 50s female and immediately I look down and see on her leg and I'm like, nope, not cellulitis. And now automatically I flip over to being that time is of the essence. Any thoughts on what I might be seeing? Any worries that you have? So in front of me I have about a 58 year old female who's in quite a bit of pain. Her right leg shows quite a prominent looking discoloration, mottled colors, bruising in two separate patches, and a necrotic appearing wound up by her right inner thigh. She had a lot of pain on palpation and a massive red area that was spreading away from the original injury. I quickly look up and I note her vitals are kind of soft considering her pain level. Heart rate's of 97, blood pressure is 102 on 68, SpO2 is 96% on room air. Her pain is quite high, but she is able to talk to me, but not sure if it is pain or distress that she seems a little bit confused at times. After a quick discussion with her, I summarize the following. She was out snow shoveling last week and had accidentally impaled herself on the end of her snow shovel. This had occurred up near the inner right thigh region, and she hadn't thought much about it at that time. She noticed over the last couple of days though that it had gotten progressively more red, and then she developed some severe pain last night that caused her to go into the emergency department. Overnight in that other hospital, she was given ceftriaxone, and she'd been given some morphine for pain management. Her past medical history is of note. She's a type 2 diabetic with a hemoglobin A1C of 9.6 on her last labs. Her BMI was estimated to be around 39. She had hypertension. She was an ex-smoker. And she did have a past history of alcohol abuse. While I was gathering that history, I had done several things just prior to it to help expedite the process. One, I had told everybody that they needed to be in full precautions, including N95 mask, gown, and gloves, and visor. Two, I'd already asked for a septic workup, including blood cultures for this lady. And lastly, I'd alerted the department to the fact that this lady would be heading out very shortly. So you may be aware at this point, the big thing that I was worried about, particularly in this case, was necrotizing fasciitis. It's known by several different names or presentations depending where you see the skin location as well as what types of different tissue depths are involved. These can come in the form of necrotizing fasciitis, necrotizing cellulitis, fornia's gangrene, necrotizing myositis. Some of the signs and symptoms noted with a necrotizing soft skin infections are as follows. Number one, erythema without sharp margins. Two, edema that tends to extend beyond the area of concern. Three, severe pain well out of proportion for what you think is going on. Four, a fever. 
Five, skin crepitus. Six, you may see skin bole, necrosis, or ecchymosis. Other things that may be occurring, tachycardia, systemic toxicity, hypotension, all the signs of septic shock. The only real way to confirm this diagnosis, though, is through surgical exploration, debridement, and then pathological analysis of the samples. This is why it is deemed a surgical emergency, as this soft skin tissue affection can spread quite rapidly. Some of the major risk factors involved with this type of diagnosis are one, major penetrating trauma of some type, or it can also be a minor laceration or blunt trauma, a skin breach of some type, recent surgery, a mucosal breach, for example, like hemorrhoids, rectal fissures, episiotomy. Generally, the patient has some sort of immune suppression, generally type 2 diabetes, including SGLT2 inhibitors or cirrhosis, neutropenia, or HIV. They may also have some sort of cancer diagnosis, obesity, alcoholism. In women in particular, pregnancy, childbirth, pregnancy loss, gynecologic procedure are all risk factors, and peripheral vascular disease. As this is a surgical emergency, the big priorities are to A, get antibiotics in, as well as get them transferred accordingly to your nearest surgical center. Some antibiotic options are as follows. One, carbapenem. But lots of sites do not have access to this medication. When it's more likely available at your Fort St. Nowhere Hospital are the following, Peptazo, Vancomycin, and Clindamycin as a combination. When it comes to who to call for your surgical colleagues to deal with this necrotizing fasciitis, it really all depends on where it is located. Multiple different surgical specialties are all adept at dealing with necrotizing fasciitis, but most tend to stay within their region of comfort. This means that general surgeons will typically deal with necrotizing fasciitis if it's anywhere on the central thorax, upper limbs, maybe lower and upper thighs. Plastics tends to get involved with anything upper limb extremity related, all the way down to the hands. Urology will typically be the ones involved if you have a Fournier's gangrene. Orthopedic surgery is also very extensively involved, generally involving any of the upper limbs, lower limbs, or anything associated near those areas. In our case in particular, we transferred her to the local emergency hospital in a tertiary center. She was seen by both orthopedic surgery and general surgery for emergent surgical debridement. She had multiple surgical debridements over the next several days. Then she was followed up by plastic surgery who performed multiple skin grafts to cover up the locations. In follow-up to the patient, I did hear that she had been seen by plastics and did discuss with them how she was doing. She had been progressing quite well. Due to how sick she was during that time frame, it was also noted that in later follow-up, she actually did not remember very much of her stay at my local Fort St. Nowhere Hospital. She was only noted to have said that we had saved her life but did not remember most of the event. I think this does go to note that when people are very sick, they will have large memory gaps. Some big learning points even for myself from this case. One, never forget the addition of clindamycin to your piptazo and vancomycin routine. Two, getting your surgical colleagues involved as soon as possible really helps expedite the process and really gets the process moving as they are required to not only book OR time, but sometimes to help expedite that transfer for you. Three, generally with necrotizing soft skin tissue infections, it is important to note that they typically don't fit any other picture. Thanks so much. See you next time. This episode was hosted by myself, Dr. Colton Lewis. The r r Rounds podcast is a free open access medical education. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. 
Don't forget to check out the show notes for more clinical pearls and visit the podcast at rnrrounds.ca.